Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast. I am Jake, your resident content cowboy here. Yeehaw! And I am joined, as always, by Loosh. Hello, Loosh. Hello. And, of course, Crashy. What is up, my friend? Hi. And <laughs> we have a special guest today because we have so much to talk about surrounding Pokemon Unite Worlds and an update, and it's season two, apparently, of our podcast. We have the incredible Zoinks. How you doing, Zoinks? Wow, opening episode of season two. I'm, do I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so happy to have you. And, you know, the way things work out is when we just you know, schedule wise, can't get this podcast recorded in the right amount of time. That's when a season ends. This <laughs> ah. is a new season of this podcast. And it actually kind of worked out perfectly right here because Pokemon Unite has hit its one year anniversary. Multiple Pokemon have been released. We're about to have the biggest tournament of all time inside the game. New Pokemon are coming two new Pokemon to talk about. I feel like starting with anniversary talk makes some sense. We can just broadly talk about the one-year anniversary of Pokemon Unite. And since you're our guest here, Zoinks, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with the anniversary. Uh, I've loved the anniversary event. I think I think it's a it's definitely a widespread of stuff they threw at us. Maybe the most um, things, not all with a lot of meat to it, but there has been a lot of stuff to do in the anniversary event. I've enjoyed it. I know Crashy really enjoyed Boss Rush. That was one of my favorite additions in this event. I, I absolutely loved it. Emblem systems pretty cool. Love it or hate it features of it, but I I don't know the sheer amount of things they threw at us at the anniversary event. I feel like was the biggest success of it i think a lot of people were worried a year would come around and it would just kind of get missed get thrown under the rug but i feel like unite delivered we got almost everything we wanted for christmas this year yeah i think that makes a ton Our of birthday. sense Lush, yeah. what do you think how's the anniversary been treating you I, i've been liking it a lot I, I think emblems are really cool it's nice to have something to collect i mean that we'll get into emblems i guess in a little bit <laughs> but their thing and I, I really like the uh I like the Crustle and Cremorant skins. I like the hats. Yeah. I like the hats. I really like the hats. So I'm Absolutely. not going to lie. And like, I wanted a Cram skin. And yeah. A cool Cram skin. They do yeah, have no. a Cowboy one. So I don't know what you're thinking. Is don't <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. They don't. Uh, Crashy, what about you, my friend? <laughs> yeah, no. I, you know, it's funny. I think some of the things that Pokemon Unite does well are like the in-game events where it's like you log in and there's just so much to collect. Right. And I, I don't mean collect like like emblems, but I mean, like there's just uh, tickets and enhancers and like you log in daily and you are constantly clicking the little red button off your screen, which is annoying, but I appreciate <laughs> that it's a, a possibility. So um, the anniversary event for me, it like it like landed in some spots, not so much in others. But the big thing was boss rush. The funny thing is, is now fast forwarding to today. I'm kind of bored of it, but sure. I think that there, there's an opportunity for the game to kind of take their like launching a boss rush and 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 get really creative with it. I was talking with some friends about like how they could keep boss rush really interesting and I have some ideas. So maybe we can toss that around here in a little bit. But um overall the the prospect of a new mode that like has nothing to do with just your standard style of play is really, really exciting because that means that they're willing to take some risks and try some things out. And overall I would say that the the anniversary event has been very positive. Yeah. I think so as well. Um I think it's weird, and I don't know how to quantify this exactly, but you need to feel like it's the anniversary. And I think they kind of nailed that with changing the screen and you've got the fireworks. You, like you said, 
tons of events, new modes that are kind of dropping in, even if they're sort of cheesy and fun, you know, only for a little while or something like that. Just this feel that we're actually celebrating this game. And it does feel like they did a good job with that. I don't remember what update it was, but there was an update at some point that felt like early on inside of Pokemon uh, Unite. I can't remember exactly where it was, but it felt like they really missed the ball at one point with an update. It just didn't feel like anything happened. The Blissey one? Think <laughs> maybe it was the Blissey one. Maybe it was just when they changed Safeguard. It was like, I forgot it. about the Blissey one. Um, I was going to say Halloween. Maybe it was the one I was feeling in that way, but... Interesting. I thought Halloween was pretty good. I thought Winter was pretty good. This one just feels like... I don't know. It really feels like we're at Pokemon Unite's anniversary and there's a celebration around it. And I think that is very cool. We should talk about Boss Rush a little bit. And Crashy, are we recording video? We are recording video. Okay, so we should talk <laughs> about Boss Rush uh, for a little bit here. Crashy, you're kind of the Boss Rush king. Yeah. I would love to get everyone's thoughts on it. Um, real quick, I'll just say that, yeah, I think it's a super fun mode and the implications of a mode like that are just that they can really throw in a lot of different things inside Unite for people to play around with. And from that, we could see some gameplay changes down the road. That's, I guess, my first thought on it. But why don't you tell us a bit about your experience with Boss Rush Crashy? Crashy, boss rush. We're yeah, we're getting tongue tied. Um, so yeah, boss rush is really cool. Um, the thing about it, and and it, it, you you kind of realize it after that first like season of it is what they called it, like the block of boss rush, is that it doesn't change enough, and and that's like already like starting to get to a big ass. So I have a bunch of these like really random thoughts about what they could do. Um, but. So what they actually did, and I don't know if a lot of people even noticed this, was the first season of Boss Rush, they had a little prompt at the at the start of the game, and it was like, um, increased attack, bosses have increased attack and increased defenses. Second season rolls in, and bosses have increased special defense and special mm -hmm. attack. The thing is, is that the way that these characters do damage to these bosses is so min-maximal that those uh -huh. changes didn't matter at all. You just ran the same comp even still. So it's like the second season comes out and people are like, oh, we should try like Decidueye and Garchomp now. And it's like, we tried it and it's like, no, it's still terrible. Like it's still really, <laughs> really bad. So I think like the thing about Boss Rush is that it's super cool to see them try something completely different from the game. That's what I really love. Cause it's like, oh wow, they're willing to give that a shot. Where you have to get really creative with it is hard changing mechanics. Like, reintroducing the bosses in with like completely different abilities or reintroducing the bosses in with major stat swings where like the SP damage like won't go through or or maybe even changing it to where there's like a layer of like dampening against percentage HP damage because you have characters that have like percentage HP damage and it's like you have to run them. It doesn't even matter what their right. stats are. You have to. You don't have a choice. So Bosch Rush is cool. This is like the first draft of it. I hope that they don't kind of give up on it because I do want to see something for it. The leaderboard grinding for it, the way that the seasons works, there's some stuff that they could change about that because it just turns into this like perpetual never ending grind, which I think is cool. But I would love to see them do two things where there's like a leaderboard grind for Unite squads, but also maybe world record tracking because we saw like some competitive teams like I think I and I can't say this with full certainty, but like Overlord stack. They got yeah. a minute and a half clear, which is the fastest clear I saw on extreme. And I didn't see any footage of anybody beating it. And that was incredibly fast. And there's a little <laughs> bit of RNG with that. But man, it was pretty impressive. Nice. What do you think, Zoinks? Did you get to play much? 
Uh, yeah, Boss Rush I was actually playing a lot of in the game. I had so much fun. With Crashy, yeah, you're right. With the season change, kind of, when they first iteration and then the second iteration with the special defense, it was very fun to go back to the drawing board with different comps and stuff like that. Um, I agree with you. I think the grind was tough. I was really excited at the start, too, because it was like, awesome, finally, squads are a thing yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like cool a reason for squads to exist this is kind of neat uh but then yeah eventually it's just if you play more you're gonna move up which is a bit unfortunate for sure but i think the um yeah i think the world record tracking is absolutely what i want and yeah i think pokemon has like no limit of boss pokemon they can add to the game i think it's exactly. definitely a mode that like could be reiterated on and i mean that's only going to happen with feedback for sure so like if you're filling out surveys and stuff definitely click on that you like boss rush because i think it could uh come with a lot of good stuff it's also pretty timely in like the pokemon release stuff too right like gen 8 the last game we had uh, a while back their biggest mechanic coming out of that game was raid battles right so it was like a very big key function of that game. They are returning in the next Pokemon game that's coming out in November. So it is clearly, uh, you know, becoming a token of Pokemon as a property is going to be this thing. So I'm sure Unite's going to want to fall in line with the rest of their properties too. So it's exciting for me, I think. Did you boss rush, Lush? Uh, I played it one time and okay. I was like, I went into it and I was like, Decidueye is going to be amazing, right? Decidueye is going to pop off in this. And, and I walk in there and then I was like, <laughs> this mode is a respawn timer <laughs> that is all i saw the entire time because obviously i wasn't doing it properly right sure. um and then i was like i'll try this again later and then like I, I i didn't but i definitely want to it just looks like something and and my chat's always trying to get me to play it but i'm always like i say the same thing i'm like i really want to play it but i feel like i really want to learn it if i'm going to play it yeah. you know i really want to take the time to master like where to stand and everything to do and like i just i just feel like i have to commit so much to it. i don't know how to do things casually I just have like a mental block, I guess. I don't know how to do that, but like it looks really fun. Hopefully, Crashy can teach me one day because he plays a lot of it. Yeah, mm. Crashy's got mm. the strategy down <laughs> pretty great for Marsh Rush. Marsh I like Rush. it. I like the mode Marsh a lot. Rush. I think it's pretty sweet. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I do think the switching over into the season two of Bosch Rush and having special attack and defense changed, but it doesn't really feel like it's changed is a little weird. That's probably the weirdest part is it just not feeling different. You could even just skin a different Pokemon in there and people would even feel like it's different. I mean, Articuno mm -hmm. and Zapdos are essentially the same in some ways. Just mm -hmm. I don't throw something else in there. People would geek out over it or at least make the stat changes like Garchomp is worse now. Like, let's see <laughs> what happens if that is season three of Boss sure. Rush. Uh, I think Boss Rush is fun. Anniversary has been great with that. One of the biggest additions in the anniversary has been emblems. So emblems have been a new uh, controversial uh, addition to Pokemon Unite in some ways. They are not currently allowed in tournament play for Worlds, which I think makes a ton of sense. Let's get into emblems a bit here. Zoinks from, I guess, a competitive side, which is sure. mainly what you look at, but anything you want to talk about is fine. What do you think about the addition of emblems to Unite? Uh, I personally like them. I tweeted about this when they were first coming out. I mean, it was a very hot button topic, but it 
gives me something shiny to collect in Unite, like, whereas before, uh, collecting Hollowware and stuff is cool, but it's not really a collection mechanic, it's just more like going to the mall and buying something. Um, I really like the random opening of it, make my binder shiny, try to fill out my collection. I like the fact that you can upgrade them, however, the fact that it's like a percentage chance upgrade is a little strange. Um, that might be like my Actually, that might be my biggest gripe with it, uh, because I just want all my emblems to be gold. I understand that, like, it's strange that the color combinations are what's absolutely best about the items, and you can kind of ignore that middle stat bar for the most part, except for a few standout statistics. Uh, I do think that's probably healthier for the game, but it is a little bit of a strange mechanic when there's a lot on your screen to worry about. You know, if you're a Switch player, I feel for you when you're trying to figure out how to set up your emblems and you have to navigate that wheel with a analog stick that is horrific um but uh mobile players blessed yet again but i i enjoy the system as a whole i but yeah i think the critiques on it are quite fair on the emblem system yeah how about you Lush? have you been messing around with it a lot i'm sure i uh i like emblems a lot in three months from now you know what i mean like i really think that they'll be amazing when we have them all and uh I uh, I really don't like the experience it gives to a new player, right? You've already got to unlock all your items, level up all your items, get your emblems, level up your emblems. You know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, like, I do love, like, the, the Build-A-Bear, your own item. Like, you know, the Build-Your-Own Item thing that's going on. I do like that. And I I like the customization it gives, right? I can run a uh, a, a Zarina, as us regular say, <laughs> with, like, attack speed or cooldown or health. Zarina. Um, Sharina. <laughs> Sharina. 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 Bosh Sharina. Bosh Sharina. Um, <laughs> so Sean I can run it with, like, with health. I can run it with like tenacity is what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, I can run it with so many things and it's a whole different Sharina to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not the same. And like, that's, that's what's really cool about it. And uh, yeah, it, it's really diverse. It's really cool. I just, yeah, I think it's hard to make a judgment on it now because we don't even have all the yellow or pink ones, right? Like, I want to yeah. make these crazy floatstone yellow emblem like ridiculous builds. Like that sounds so fun to me, uh, but I can't, and I'm sad. Do you know, <laughs> you know what we're... level you're allowed to get? Do you unlock them as like a new account? Because you don't get held items until a certain a certain level. Oh, on I account. Do you know what much. when boost emblems are available? It have to be immediately. Well, right? well, wait a minute. Sure? Doesn't the energy system not unlock right away? Doesn't unlock oh, like no. after a few matches or something? Yeah, oh, I might no. be wrong about that. No, you're I right. It like why. limits you to a few little things you can click on. Like I don't think you could even get into the store. Really. I don't remember. But yeah, oh no. I'm gonna take a look. Crashy, what do you think about emblems? <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's funny. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of what Lush said. He said he would like the system in like three months. I think I'm going to like the system in like a year. Um, <laughs> but the reason why is because we we clearly don't have all the emblems. Like it's it's a system that's meant for further iteration and implementation <laughs> because of the yellows and the pinks that just aren't completed. You can't even hit the passives. Um, what I think there's a <laughs> so couple sad. of big gripes that are just crushing me. I, I hate that like, and, and I mean this without sounding ridiculous like half of the emblems are really bad like they're just they're Mm. so bad like the stat combinations make no sense for the passive that they're correlated to um 
Yeah. The in general, and this may this may just be like a breakdown with the game, the way that the game treats defenses, because defenses are just way less valuable than effective health. Um, Without question. You know, it's yeah. funny. I was talking randomly about like, I was like, is there a way to calculate that? And I didn't realize that like obviously Math Court already has. So they have like this <laughs> chart of like how much defense equals effective health. And I was like, oh, so then I went and looked at it. And when I put my eyes on it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's worse than I thought. I was like, health is <laughs> yeah. way, way better than defenses. So. Yo. You know, anytime you have like two purple or two blue on a build, it's basically by circumstance. It's just like, oh yeah, I just happened to land on it. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Nido Queen, Nido Queen, and Nido King for the the purples for free. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it is funny that like there are some of those emblems that are just so incredibly good, and then some of them that are like, why does this one exist at all? Like it's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, that said, I think the system is a total positive to the game. But I think that there's going to be some problems. So the first problem that I see is the onboarding issue with new players, right? Like it's it's steep, man. It's they, they already have to think about so much um, where I think that there could be a solution for this actually comes in the form of monetization, which would be good for the game, which is like sell them a full bronze pack where you can buy Ooh. every emblem, but it'll be in some time because it shouldn't come out like right away. Maybe in like three right. months from now, as the game gets older and more people come in, they it's it's harder and harder for them to catch up. Sell them a catch up mechanic. Ten bucks, you get every the like original. Did you buy the bronze back multiple times? I don't think so. Three because times, I, I think because I, I think the point would be not to <laughs> pay to win it or expedite it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the point would be to like it would be like a catch up purchase. Yeah. And then, and then obviously like when you, anytime you talk about monetization, you have to be reasonable with it. I don't have a price. I'm not going to throw maybe 10, $15. I don't know. $1 million. Um, but you know what I think of? I think of the smite God right. pack and how you can like pay for every God and smite. It's like ketchups like that or things like that are so That's beneficial. Precious reference to smite. I did. I, cause you know, what's funny is I own the smite God pack, but I've like never played smite. <laughs> I've played it like twice. We've, we've spoken about this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I hope that as the system gets, um, older, they Im implement, um, catch up to it and ways to keep up or like to, to get into it. Um, obviously I'm surprised nobody said this yet. There's only three pages. There's only three. Oh pages. my There's God. There's three pages. Oh, yeah. Three Pokemon. Real. So you play more than three. <laughs> and here's the and UI is tragic across the board. The UI <laughs> is pretty on tragic, Pokemon. <laughs> but the the problem I see, and it, and this is speculative, and obviously, again, I get how monetization works. We want them to make money. I just feel like this is a case of create a problem, sell a solution, and we're just going to get that solution down the road. They're going to sell us more emblem pages, and I'm going to so buy them. I'm going to yeah, we're going to buy them. <laughs> I'm going to buy, buy them. But I would have preferred and. I think everybody would have preferred like one or two pages per pokemon but yeah even a page per pokemon i think is reasonable mm -hmm. while you of course kind of your blizzard nine tails and your dazzling gleam uh roar veil nine tails are a different build it would have been nice to have a page per pokemon i think there mm -hmm. i have so many positive thoughts about emblems um i love a mechanic to collect something i just think it's good to have something that you're continuing to you know play the game for it's an exciting thing I, of course a lottery system is like ooh, what am i gonna get exactly. that's always fun uh i do think maybe similar to held items i do think they might throw a couple of uh maybe a couple of bones towards new players or players who have no energy rewards so kind of similar to the level you know we gave you three level 30 uh held items maybe they let you Maybe they give you free 30 rolls or something like that one day. Like, hey, log in for a week and you get 
30 boost polls and that'll help yeah. fill up a lot of pages or something. I think they could do something like that. And I do think while it's not super ideal for people who weren't hoarding, you know, energy rewards, obviously, it's also kind of a nice system in that you don't need 10 gold emblems to get a good setup. You just need the yep. colors, really. I mean, mm. yes, certain gold emblems are pretty sick. I, I mentioned Sand Slash earlier. I think it's, what's that one? Negative special attack and positive crit rate. It's kind of Something a perfect like that, yeah. critical hit item. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there are a few emblems that are pretty amazing for very specific builds. But in general, once you get seven black and they kind of pair already with six green, you can put that on essentially any special attacker inside the game and you've got at least a competent emblem setup and it doesn't take mm -hmm. that long to achieve some of these. So there are some things I really mm -hmm. like about it. Uh, of course, I don't want anything that I think hurts new players experience and I don't want anything that um, lets a free to play player not feel like they're on the same level as others. And just like any system that gets newly added, uh, I think there are some things that are wildly uh, unbalanced. So as mm -hmm. Crashy, you mentioned earlier, defenses, not very good. You could probably mm -hmm. double or triple the percentages on all the defenses and be totally fine. And then Black Emblems, I think cooldown is, a set, is way too good <laughs> just because it kind of works <laughs> for every single... You could literally put seven black on every single Pokemon and you could at least say you're getting an advantage. Every Pokemon uses a move. Yeah. Every single mm. Pokemon gets an, some type of advantage just from cooldown reduction. I so, really wish that crit was crit hit damage and not crit hit rate. Um, that's like kind of a really cool yeah. Because the crit hit yeah. rate is it is so incredibly strong it's like Dude, i mean i was <laughs> the system the system functions by pairing colors for benefit and the beauty of what you said uh -huh. is that the the rarity of it like gold silver bronze doesn't actually matter that much that's the beauty of how they design the system i think if they would have made the stats get really consequential that would have been bad because then having a full gold page is a massive benefit the irony yep. is that crit breaks the whole system because you don't even care what passes you get. You just want full yeah. credit. So I, I do think that like, and, and it's, it's actually like to the point of like, I'm, I'm giving this as feedback. I think they should consider making it crit hit rate or crit hit damage and just keeping the crit hit damage multiplier really, really low. Like, cause again, it's, it's supposed to be a stat line, like all the other stat lines that are pretty inconsequential, but like, you know, seven to 10% crit on a full page, man, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> well, the, yeah, there's no question that there are essentially two, Maybe people could argue that there's another one in here, but in my mind, there are just two emblem sets that are completely overpowered. And maybe they needed to be this way, but it's crit and it's black green. Yeah, black so, green. So, uh, mm -hmm. black green, the thing I actually kind of love about black green and Crashy, you made a video about this a while back, is that mages inside Pokemon Unite, essentially special attackers that attack at range and have somewhat decent cooldown on their moves, have been struggling for a while inside Unite. And black green kind of fixes that, but. Mm -hmm. Of course, just like anything, maybe it does it a little too much. And then, yeah, crits just, it's better than a scope lens. So it's, yeah, it's, it's it, you could actually have better than a scope lens and a razor claw, essentially, just percentage-wise, from an emblem page, which is pretty nuts when you think about it.
I yeah, think we're the, starting to see some creativity too from certain players that are like not just, you know, vanilla, like one build or the other. Like, I don't know. I feel that there's a part of me that thinks we're just scratching the surface with some emblem builds. Like, I've seen some Hoopa players min maxing. Like, there's a lot of people who are strong believers in just five black emblems on Hoopa because it's enough cooldown reduction to get three lasers during Unite. So, like, that's all you need. So then you can allow yourself for other emblems. Like, I don't know. There, I think we're finally starting to boil down the stats to like, where they really are finding their peak value. And I think that could be really exciting. I don't know if there's going to be much more than just like support Pokemon that have huge ability like Hoopa, but there could be other varieties. Well, so too. The, the cool thing about what you're saying there is that that layer of min maxing, I feel mm -hmm. like only is going to happen at the competitive level because you take someone like me who I, you know, I make content, I'm, I'm playing everyone. A lot of the times I literally just can't be bothered to wipe out a full page to test something. Like sure. I just, I have three pages. I know they work. Mm -hmm. My top page of the three is kind of like my testy one that I'll sometimes mess around with, mm -hmm. with but I've settled on three pages and like, I like it, the, the chore of wiping out a page <laughs> or changing the emblems just to make a video for something else is like not mm. worth it. So like, attack speed we could go we could do a full video discussion about attack speed yep. but to be completely honest i did one attack speed video really early on it was bad in the video i basically was like i don't know if i can tell a difference then mathcore dropped their their spreadsheet and i was like nope there's basically no difference because i did it on cinderace <laughs> and <laughs> since then i haven't touched attack speed at all because i don't even like i can't be bothered like yeah you can do three duralodon you could do what jake what did you do five or seven on um nine tails and there's like a decent seven, benefit yeah there are a few pokemon seven mm -hmm. on nine tails seven on eldegoss three on duralodon but i'll be honest there i'm not even gonna do it because it just feels like a waste of time so it is it, it, yeah. it does you're, you're so right i don't want to move all my emblems around so i attack a little bit faster when i sometimes play eldegoss get out of here <laughs> 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 yeah that, that's an issue i'm having as well like so i i really like the attack speed on um like a defensive serena build or like an azumarill i really like the attack speed on those two the problem is like it i want to have like my <laughs> it, it does it does do I, for those ones. i know i'm just joking but wouldn't it be great to be like, i really like it but i looked into it and it actually doesn't pretty saying this doesn't do anything i was like it does it does do something <laughs> no but like um i the issue i'm having with it is i want to have my crit obviously i want to have my crit loadout I want to have my loadout for my my black green, and then I want to have a black that's not black green. That's black for like other yeah. characters, like yeah. you know, play defender stuff. I don't have any other room. There's nothing yeah. else I can do now, and that's that's the problem with the three. I, I will say this: I forget to swap mine around a lot, uh, and sometimes I end up just running my crit on everyone. And uh, <laughs> the other day I was playing hex Ganga and critting every single like attack in between my hexes and it was hilarious i played a full <laughs> white <laughs> full white gengar game the other night and i was just like whatever man like i forgot like <laughs> sue me i forgot to change it like because it doesn't hold what the last page you yeah. use on the pokemon it's so yeah annoying. it's just like i uh i did the same thing with a critical hit blissey and then as soon as i noticed i was full crit blissey i was like all right i'm going helping hand i'm just gonna throw these hits. <laughs> yeah, chris yeah. chris played it's, uh crit mime this so morning good. and like it's funny because you know how they changed the colors on the numbers uh -huh. he had like mm -hmm. he had like a an sp crit and it was like boo <laughs> he was like look at those crits and then he he won the game so chris is yeah. chris is insane in the game right he wins the game yeah. on mime with a crit page and he does a hundred thousand damage and i typed in his chat i was like full crit mime op must watch he was like oh god i might do it <laughs> I was like, no hi youtube so good. i think it's like everything else right every other system we've gone in this game it's been like this is great but we need quality of life and then eventually we get quality of life like so it's going to 
You it's know. a great step, right? Like, I like. Is anybody yeah. is anybody upset that the emblem system is in the game? No, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's not awesome. in this room, I don't think. I know there are some people that it kind of rubs the wrong way. I've seen For some sure. people in the competitive scene that don't really like it. But I will say, I think they also made the very, very wise decision to not add it to tournament play yet because they knew that they were going to release, just like when they release a Pokemon. We'll talk about mm. two Pokemon here in a minute. Um, but when they release a Pokemon, sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're really bad. Trevenant was kind of bad, bad, bad on release. And then you, I mean, Tyranitar is coming out soon. And if they don't change it, that Pokemon is going to be disgusting Insane. upon release. So <laughs> I think they knew that was the case with emblems and they made the very smart decision to go, let's put this out there. We know a few things we want this to <laughs> affect gameplay wise, and we're going to kind of see how crazy it is the other thing one thing I'm oh sorry oh okay um yeah I'll, I'll, I'll pass it to you real quick i was gonna say the other thing about development that i've like learned just from like being friends with devs and stuff is that sometimes they'll push a system because it's like the best they could do within their time frame and they mm -hmm. may already have like a much more robust version of the ui and of the you know they may they already have you know like white blacks planned out and we can't hit those yet you know what i mean like we're sitting here like oh green black's so good like there's nothing else to run but like they probably already have so much more planned and ready to go or like getting queued up and they're working on it but they got to space out their content too right so that way they can market the game and bring people in mm -hmm. so I, we're looking at the system with what we have, right? Like this is our window, but we have to know that the, we don't see the full picture. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What I was going to say is like, so with tournament mode, right? When they do implement emblems into competitive, like we would assume that they would do like the, the items we have them all unlocked, but would we have like separate loadout pages for tournament mode? Like how would that work? Right? Because we wouldn't yeah. have access to them in the regular game. Also, also how much time are they going to give teams to sit there and do you know what i mean like it's yeah and like they can't just make them all gold right because you don't sometimes you don't want a gold emblem no, there are some emblems do... that like you want bronze because they yeah. give you negative special attack but up attack speed and you're using on a physical character you know what i mean so it's, i mean negative attack sorry you so might it's like not actually well i mean competitively players play essentially the same pokemon or maybe they rotate between like three or so mm -hmm. but I you might actually not see emblems in competitive play like that for a very long time just because of these questions. Because so, yeah, how it's long are you going to give everyone to set up a boost emblem page? Like, give me a break. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. something that I'm worried about as well. But I think another side effect of that, and, and this is something that like I heard, I was like on sitting on Indie Bear stream one night and he was talking about this and uh, it was a concern that I have is I hope that them not putting emblems in tournament mode isn't permanent. Because then right. what we're, what we're going to run into is we're going to run into like this weird dissonance between the player base and the mm -hmm. competitive scene where, you know, let's say a new viewer who plays ranked all the time, they're masters player or whatever. They jump into a tournament stream and they're watching and they're like, why is neither team playing cram? Like, where's the cram? Like, why is nobody right. playing this thing? And then people are like, oh, well, actually, cram doesn't get the full CDR build. And they're like. Oh, well, that's confusing. Like, so yeah, that is like, and I'm like, we'll see how they do it if they do bring them in. But that's my biggest fear. Please just don't make two versions of the game unintentionally, because then we're going to have like this awkward split in like what people yeah. perceive as good. And on, stuff. on cram, by the way, you, you can't touch the dive cram with cooldowns on orange Bing. You can't touch it. Like you generally have to just like <laughs> let it do what it wants. And you have to sit there and just it has its way with you. And it's a great time.
It's just excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to get into these next two Pokemon. Any closing thoughts on emblems, especially from a competitive uh, thought process, Zoinks? Um, yeah, I have had the same fear as Crashy. They may never get implemented into competitive. That would be a concern, I think. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, they'll make their way in. I think more than Pokemon, I think emblems will be meta-driven more than, even more than Pokemon selection. Like I think we'll we'll just hit a couple of builds and that'll be that. Yeah. Uh, but hey, if draft gets added to the game, add it. We want this to be super long. Add it to boost emblems. We ban Sandslash. Mm-hmm. They get they get to ban an emblem. Oh gosh. No, I'm joking. That, that would, would get, be horrific. That, that. that would get so complicated. <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna ban slow smoke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. protect potion. <laughs> so uh, before we move on from emblem just real quick like yeah. so we said like we're saying we, we do think that like you know um black and green and crit need a bit of like a nerf do we think the attack one needs like a buff or the defense ones need a buff defense defense i think, defense I think attack is fine i think hp is pretty close yellow is pro- yellow just like floatstone is just kind of questionable in general pink we don't know about but i think yeah mm-hmm. defense could definitely use a bit of a buff uh, just kind of like how Rocky helmets needed help since the game has come out. And, you know, defense it's not an just, item. It could, it's not, it's not a, an item? Oh, no. I did it then. I thought it was no, an no. item. It's not, no. What do you guys think? What What would you see, like, buff, nerf throughout the emblem page, Zoinks? Oh, buff defense. I, I Give my Snorlax more tankiness, please. Yeah, but buff defense and, and fix the attack speed formula in the game. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I, I would appreciate that. Yeah, but I wonder. I wonder how hard that is. Like, I wonder if we're past the point of no return on attack speed, right? Because uh, oh, I, TL- like yeah, I was yeah, going to say TLDR for anybody listening. Attack speed is not the way that it seems. It's based on like animations and thresholds. So when they say plus X amount of attack speed or plus percentage attack speed, it doesn't really work that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, they are probably past the point of no return on that. Which is weird because mm. you would think that if like if I was a dev and I knew that I probably wouldn't have put it in the system. I just would have been like, oh, tax speeds its own thing. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't touch it with the emblems. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, I, let's start. Yeah. Uh, let's start talking here a little bit about Glaceon. 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 Boshrush. Glaceon was released into Pokemon Unite a bit before the anniversary. Is that right, or was it right on anniversary? Now I'm not remembering. It was right on. Right. It was right with, on. Okay. With all around. Yeah. Right on anniversary. Uh, you could unlock it after I believe six days of play normally, or <laughs> you could be a content creator and have to buy it night one. No, no one uh, would do that. This Pokemon is, there have been a few interesting things around this Pokemon, and I, of course, want to get everyone's first impressions of it. My first impression is playing it in the public test server and then seeing it come over to the game. I was actually more impressed with it when it made its way to the game than I was during the public test server, uh, which I think is pretty cool. It looks like they're using that server at least to sort of gauge the effectiveness of these Pokemon, and I think uh when it came over i was like wow this is actually a little better than i thought i think it plays really well in the jungle or central area does okay in path as well uh it's unite move paired with icicle spear is a really fun combination once again (laughs) another fun pokemon release and even though it's another eevee i think they keep making the eevees feel like different shades of each other and also a really fun addition to the roster. But I'd love to hear your first thoughts on uh, Glaceon Zoinks. Um, I, yeah, I have kind of mixed opinions on this Pokemon. I think it's really strong. 
I'm really glad that that bugged moveset that it has is Bandit Worlds. Uh, very excited that that won't be happening there. Uh, Pokemon is absolutely absurd when that happens. From a design point, though, I really like it. It's probably my favorite evolution. Um, I've been really interested in the community's overall reaction to the Pokemon being released because I feel like when Sylveon was introduced and then they added Espeon and it was like the confirmation that we're going to get more than one evolution, it was so positive. Everyone was like, oh, yes, Espeon being added. This is amazing. We can get more Evolutions. We're going to get them all. And then they added another one, and everyone's like, we hate Evolutions. But put them back. <laughs> I never want another Evolution again. This is ridiculous. Why is my, you know, why is my third starter Pokemon not in the game? So I, I was very shocked that the community, like, completely coin flipped on, on Glaceon being added to the game. But I've I've enjoyed the Pokemon. I uh, don't make video content, so but I did purchase the Pokemon day one <laughs> to get my hands on it. And I, I, I have been enjoying Glaceon. What do you think, Crashy? Um, Glaceon is my favorite of the Eevees um, mm-hmm. that we have in the game. I think it's ah. funny because I, I, I'm, I've, I've, this is well-known fact about me. I'm not much of a Pokemon person, so I don't have any rose-tinted glasses at all. So, like, when Evolutions come in the game, or actually when any Pokemon comes in the game, people are always like, oh, are you excited about this one? And my answer is always yes, because it, I just see MOBA character, right? Like, I just, mm-hmm. right. new character is new content to me, so I'm just always excited. But I think because I know there's so much options, like there's so many options for characters, it's not like they're creating original um, like IP characters. It feels weird to see them release them so so close to each other. Like there's this game could literally run for 10 years and well, probably. Yeah, with what there's like 900 Pokemon. Yeah, they could literally run the game for like 10 years and they wouldn't have to put them so close to each other. So that's a that's a nitpick. I don't care. It's cool. I, I like it. Yeah. I think the design of the character is cool, but I have some I have some issues. Uh, Icicle Spear has infinite range. It just has it is. It's like it's I have sorry. a clip of me like I got targeted from my side top L and I like X speeded and used an ability. I don't remember what character I was. So mm-hmm. I used like a movement ability. I X speeded and I ran to bottom L and I was getting hit from top L like across the Zapdos pit. And I was dying, like, like just dying. Just, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't live. Like I, I actually need somebody to save me um, if I wanted to live that. So would be cool if there was either a hard drop off in range where like it just stops hitting you or the further you get away the damage decays because that would be kind of cool so it's like you can keep the damage prospect of doing damage because you've targeted somebody with single target or uh it just stops um ice wind i like it a lot the problem i have with ice wind is that it feels like it doesn't have ult synergy it does. And, it, yeah. and it, it's just it just like the, the design there is like the Icicle Spear Unite move is such a cool, cool little interaction. But the Icy Wind Unite interaction, it, it just doesn't. And so yeah. that's like weird to me. Um, I tried. I, I, I should have probably prepared a, a thought for what they could do with it. But maybe if you're standing in your diamond, it like starts like chunking your cooldown down or something yeah, it should or, just reset your cooldown and that that would kind of fix it right there yeah. you just if you're near your ice you're just kind of really resetting weird. it the icy wind burst is like 
Mm. It's it's, 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 it's chef's and kiss, but I just need the range more. is huge. If you're mm -hmm. watching this on video, you can see how big <laughs> my fingers are going. It's huge. This range, mm -hmm. I mean, it's massive. Um, but yeah, a lot like what Jake said, I was much more impressed with this character off PTS than on PTS. But I, I don't know how much of that is me just being able to actually play the character. Because when I play on PTS, I'm I, I don't think I've had fun on PTS outside of just like practice range running around because it's just so laggy. It's <laughs> so laggy. And I'm like, yeah. I emulate PTS. So I'm like playing with like kind of jank controls and like, it's, <laughs> so it's a little bit bizarre. But overall, I think that Glaceon's pretty, pretty sick. I like it. Lush, um, two things. What do you think about Glaceon? And then also, would you consider changing your name to Eevee Lucian? No, it's pretty good. <laughs> no, so all right. I, I think <laughs> pretty good. I think uh, I think Crash. You knows how I've always felt about these evolutions. When they come <laughs> you <laughs> hate like everyone that comes. <laughs> um, Their passes like, are so good, though, Lush. Oh, they're great, and like this one has the added addition of everyone picks three of them and trolls my games. It's great, but like okay, so. I think I think we've learned things right. When evolution comes out, it's going to it's going to be an attacker. It's going to no swift. It's going to get a united eight, and it's going to have a move that auto targets and annoys me. Right. <laughs> so these these things are always going to be like a thing. And like I think Glaceon's the coolest out of the three. I like the fact that I can just like swing basic attacks and crit. Like it's it's more fun to me than the other ones. Um, I would like to see <laughs> uh, icicle speed toned down a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Because um, I've I've had instances where like they're standing there unite and they target me, and it, it doesn't matter what I do right I'm just going to get hit by these things until I'm gone until I don't exist unless I get rid of it first which is cool <laughs> I suppose but yeah I, I think um I think it's the most fun of the three other than stored power espion of course uh, but I yeah I don't know I don't I don't like the passive stop it <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Stop with the passives. Um, yeah, these passives are weird, right? It's almost like they know they have a hmm. squishiness and mobility problem with these characters. Yeah. So they give each one just a get out of jail free card. And they're like, yeah, should, like, it's a bit. They should give deal. the passive to Decidueye. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, give, give that passive to, to Buzzsaw. Now, Buzzsaw's passive is amazing. <laughs> give that passive to like a tanky character. You know what I mean? Like, let, let a tanky character have that and make the attacker have to, like, stand in the right place. You know think, what I mean? I think for me, less than <laughs> less than just them, like, repeating passives, which is a little annoying, is that, like, I, I or, like, no, I said that backwards. Less than them, like, giving a, the attackers the passive, I just want to see more unique passives. Like, I just want yeah. it to be, like, a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's another one of those, and you just kind of, like, okay. Have you guys had it, too, by the way? Like, like every, like, third game, there's, like, three evolutions just, like, running around the map together holding hands. Like, is that just... I kind of wish on, at some yeah, point. I'm, I'm surprised I don't see more of it, but I feel yes. like I every match I load into, there is a Blissey on the enemy team, and it's all I notice. I'm like, great. <laughs> True. True. Is, but you never have one, right? Like, they always have one, but you never have one. Yeah, I have one. It's me every time. No <laughs> you know what's crazy? Before. When I so look, okay, so you know how you can tell, like, kind of, well, you can not 100% tell, but you can tell, like, when you're, like, with a trio because you're kind of, like, kicked down the uh -huh. list. I swear, this is where it's clockwork. I'll have a trio, and they don't pick Blissey, but the other team's trio will always have a Blissey. And I'm like, dude, y'all are trio! Pick Blissey! Please! Oh, man. Look, I can understand um, not wanting to play Blissey. I can, I can understand it. Yeah, I mean, I actually love playing that Pokemon, but 
Uh, I get mm-hmm. it. it. It's just so important inside a match. Uh, that's a way a to say like bro- that's, that's a way done. to say broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, that same it is, like actually. I, I think it's the best Pokemon in the game, like by far. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't think it's anything silly. compares. I think it's tied um, with Hoopa for like a lateral value, right? Like they they get different kinds of value, but yeah, that character's broken. <laughs> I feel like if I get united by a Blissey Zapdos, I'm going to win the fight and win the game. Like it's just like it's like the Pokemon is crazy. I thought you meant like it, if you get hit by Blissey's United, I was like you're gonna oh, win yeah, that fight. You're dead. Yeah, it's, it decides the fight. It decides everything. Uh, it's so silly. Speaking of Glaceon a little bit, and we can talk about, I, I really love uh, that this Pokemon has such a cool interaction with its Unite move. I think it would be nice if maybe more Pokemon <laughs> had something like this. And, you know, it's like, of course, it, I think it's nice that there's a variety and every Pokemon kind of works mm. differently, of course. But it is pretty cool that you know hoopa once it unites it's very different you know mm-hmm. we've got a different yeah. kind of play style and then glaceon uh once it unites we've got sort of this really cool mechanic it can feel a little a little cheesy that it could just target you and you're probably you know yeah. that's the mark of death for your pokemon yeah. but at the same time i mean i don't know there's a pokemon like gengar that if you just walk near the wrong bush you're deleted in one second. So i'm not i'm not That's super impressed about a pokemon being able to chaos someone else i just think it's really cool that they set up uh, a unique little combo with its unite move and i would love to mm. see more of that as the game goes on i like lucario's one like that oh, yeah. the circles like mm-hmm. i like that like I, I like little interactions with it where it does more i think it's really cool any other thoughts on Glaceon before we move on to the next Pokemon that just popped out? Cool. All right, let's do it then. Let's talk a little bit about Buzzwool. Buzzwool, another Pokemon who just joined Pokemon Unite, an all-rounder. This is the first Pokemon, technically the second, to actually get to the higher coin cost, which we should probably talk about. Mm-hmm. Glaceon will be priced at 12,000 coins, but everyone could essentially earn it for free. Buzzwool, however, could not be obtained for free. It is 12,000 coins. New all-rounder coming to the game. And now I had a flip-flopped experience on the test server with Buzzwool. So when I played Buzzwool on the test server, I thought, wow, this thing is freaking broken and crazy, crazy good. Um, But of course, the test server is a different reality. You're playing against half the people aren't playing. You're playing on crazy (laughs) ping. Like none of it makes sense, right? So as Crashy said, I really do get most of my information just from putting it in practice mode and messing around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you bring it to the game and now that you're actually getting to, you know, play it competitively and things like that, you see that while this Pokemon is freaking cool, so yeah. much fun, <laughs> it might be the hardest countered Pokemon in the entire. I don't know if any Pokemon is countered not only by Blissey, but by so many different things. This Pokemon is just countered over and over again. And I feel like because of that, uh, Buzzwool is really cool, really fun. And then it points just kind of disappointing in that i feel like there are like 18 pokemon that have a passive that stops it <laughs> blissey stops it <laughs> crowd control stops just so many things stop it so those are kind of my first thoughts from messing around with buzzwall how about you zoinks um buzzwall was the pokemon i think was the the when we first heard about it whether it was leaked eventually and then was actually announced i think it was the release i was most excited for out of any pokemon in a long time i i'm a hard gen 7 believer so sun and moon are some of my favorite pokemon games ever i know that's not a very popular take but i love them i love ultra beasts in general um so so pumped about buzzwool 
playing it. I really do enjoy it. I think it gets to the capitalize really well off of certain like held items that other Pokemon don't get to use all the time. Things a Razor Claw machine. I love playing Razor Claw as Pokemon. Very, very fun. You're right. It is counterable really, really badly, <laughs> in fact. Um, but I still think it's like, this Pokemon is absolutely my have a drink and have a good time in solo queue Pokemon. Like I, it is, it, I don't know the amount of fun I have when popping off on a Pokemon like Buzzwool is just so much higher th than playing something else. And I, I really do enjoy it. Superpower lunge is the wave. Make sure you hop on it. But um, also beast boost it, that passive is just so strictly fun. <laughs> like yeah, I just, yeah. that passive is just have more fun. And I, uh, I'm a big fan of that. I hope that every ultra beast they release comes with beast boost because that's every, uh, ultra beast Pokemon's ability in the games too. So I think, uh, I think it would make a lot of sense. How about you crashy? I'm going to pass. Come back to me. Okay. There's a How reason. I'm obsessed with Buzzwell. I'm yeah. obsessed. I'm obsessed. I love it. Lunge Power is my life, and I, I, I could play one Pokemon for the rest of my life. It would be Buzzwell. I love it. I'm obsessed. I think it is so incredible, and like, yes, Superpower is counted by like everything, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But you still do the damage if you turn around and slam on them anyway. It's really strong. It's a really strong move, and just nothing is more satisfying than picking up a Lucario and securing some a farm with the Lucario. Like, it's just so great. <laughs> it feels so good. And this is my favorite thing to do in the entire game. I, I love the Mon. If you if you get one killer assist in a team fight, you're wiping the team. It's just insane. Like I, I love the Mon, and I just I I love it. I love it. I love Ultra Beast as well. Give me Katana, please. I want Katana. Oh. <laughs> well, Katana Speedstone needs to be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was but like, cool. I love I when I first played it, I thought Leech Life was going to be the set from like reading the abilities, and I, I was really disappointed with it because I felt like I just kind of stood there and everyone just altered me. Uh, but like. <laughs> I really, really like the Mon. I, I don't understand why you can't change the, uh, the range on Lunge and why the targeter pretends you can jump over things that you can't. But like, it's still cool. You know, I still like the move. And um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I want to hear what Crash yeah. has to say. I'm very curious. I'm very I do curious. want to hear what Crashy has to say, too. <laughs> I, I'll just piggyback on that and say <laughs> it's weird that because when I played it in public test server, I thought, oh, I actually really like lunge the most just because i can constantly reposition myself and use razor claw but i thought after i got off pts i wouldn't feel that but no i think it's still pretty sick i mean it's mm -hmm. a really low cooldown and like so Zoic said cool, it's a razor claw machine it's just like constant proccing your razor claw and getting some nice damage but yeah crashy what are your thoughts all right so i'm gonna break this into two parts uh, i'm gonna give my thoughts about the character and then i'm gonna have like my it wouldn't be a a piece of content with Crashy if it wasn't for insufferable opinions. So I'll keep that as the second part. So the first part, no, I'm serious. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in. Um, the the first part is that I love the character. I think it's incredibly fun. Um, to reiterate, my favorite archetype of MOBA characters is always the Bruiser. So all rounders for me are just like they're always a dream. I loved Serena when she came out. She's an incredible, cool kid. I love Aegis Slash so much. Charizard's one of my favorite. Garchomp's one of my favorite. He was the Garchomp and Charizard were the two characters I mained on the Japanese beta before the game release. I love all rounders. So the game giving me more and more and more all rounders is like amazing for me. Um, but he's he's incredibly underwhelming to me. But his kid is so incredibly fun. But here's a problem that I have. This is where I have to hit the second part. There, in my mind, are play styles and builds that you can run on some of these characters, specifically all rounders, that just essentially can't see the light of day because you have to hard carry your games. I was playing like a tankier, like actual, like health focused like Buzzwell build, and I felt strong. 
but I can't kill everything mm-hmm. by myself. And so I played trios with Scolded and Curly, and I literally played like three or four games in a row of Buzzwall, stacking a cookie, like using weakness as my only damage item, and like running. I think I was either using Focus or Buddy, and I was doing like this leech life build. And dude, I felt like a pseudo tank. Like I, I put in like 40k damage, not crazy. I tanked to like 80, 90k, and I healed like 35k. And I was like, dude, these numbers on paper look good, but I play that in solo queue, and it's not going to work. And so. I, and I did the same thing with Charizard. I did a double stacking weakness policy Charizard build. I played lane potion Charizard. It was like the meme build, but it, it's actually really good, but you can't carry with it. And so hmm. I, I love do, that you're playing, by the way, a build that you would post on Twitter and be like, why are they putting me mm-hmm. with this Charizard? <laughs> to be fair, I can put numbers on the build. So if you can do numbers on it, then I'm not going to complain. Um, so... But it is funny that like I do feel like all rounders we're, we're starting to see ourselves get niched into this. Everybody has to do a ton of damage or you can't play it kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm playing Buzzwool now and my preferred build is triple damage items. I feel like it's the only way to actually play the character, but it's not the only way to play the character. It's just the only way to win yeah. with the character. Yeah, it's like so, the Trevenant of all rounders, right? Like it's what it feels like. Like it's the Trevenant of all rounders. Dude, if you put a cookie on this character and leech life and run a potion <laughs> yes. on it you can yes. heal so much it is actually mm-hmm. insane but it's not like the actual yeah. way to play the character unfortunately so that was just Smackdown's my like a decent displacement move too like if you want to play tank buzzwell you don't even have to do the jump to them no. after you, you just can knock them away like a little you know like <laughs> the yeah. thing about smackdown too is if you if you do the secondary part of smackdown you get the leech life for free and because yeah. my biggest complaint about leech life is that it's such a short rate. It's like, dude, it's like that. It's mm. like this little. I'm making a rectangle for people that are listening. It's a little tiny <laughs> rectangle, and you can't hit them. Um, but yeah. yeah, SmackDown leech life feels pretty decent when you again for this particular build that is super niche and not the actual way to play the character if you want to <laughs> win. Um, but lunge leech life feels pretty decent. It's it's like fun. I was really really excited about leech life. I don't play it. Superpower is just better. Um, it is full, yeah. full damage build uh, like lately is what i've been running feels better but the character's super fun super mm-hmm. fun so, so i love i love what it is i'm a little disappointed with um yeah oh also for the sake of saying if we had a pick band phase then maybe that would help bring it into meta some too but Ooh, we'll see because totally. I, think, I think that we're gonna get one of those eventually uh, what i think you, we probably could as well sorry lush go ahead say what do you what are your emblems of choice on buzzwell guys I mean, lately I've just been doing attack and crit. Like I have a, a page that's like six brown with some crit on it. Um, but when I was doing the like tanky build, I was doing like six whites and like three blacks or something. Okay. I was running a uh, crit. One of the first things I was doing is just thinking, you know, put crit on essentially anything, anything that can crit. If you put crit on it, you know, <laughs> well, even if there's a, a better min max build, you could just be like, put crit on it. You'll be fine. Yep. And yeah, I was doing the same thing as crashy, some attack and crit. And then of course I was messing around with black, uh, for the leech life build on superpower. Once you hit level 11, you get free resets. So it doesn't really make as much sense to me to run seven black. Uh, if you're playing superpower, but if you're playing the leech life build, especially with, uh, the big punch. What's the big punch? Uh, Smackdown. No. Smackdown. Thank you. If you're running Smackdown Leech Life, they both have pretty big timers. So seven black might be a, a reasonable uh, look hmm. with that build, I think. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I was I was doing crit mainly, but I was testing some attack speed stuff to get the muscle gauge uh, quicker, which is pretty cool. Oh, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, attack speed has its place, has its place. Not many of them, but they're there. You know, <laughs> something that you talked about, Crashy, that I think is just a 
it's kind of the it's the age old problem is that because uh, I made a video on Leech Life when it came out and I get you get comments on it like this isn't the right build. And it's mm. kind of true. Well, look, here's the thing. It's kind of true that Leech Life isn't the right build. It's fun. I think that game I had like almost 50,000 healed and, you know, a ton of damage. It's good. But it's it's Leech Life is Outrage Dragonite is Razor Leaf Decidueye. Mm. Is, are, there are these builds that aren't bad, bad. They're not terrible. But when it comes to you being the person to win the game, if it has to come down to you winning the game, you just have a lower likelihood of winning the game if you're running mm. Leech Life uh, Smackdown as opposed to Lunge Superpower. You just do. But you have that with a lot of Pokemon, and I don't really know what you do with it. You just have a better shot of winning the game with a Spirit Shackle because you can secure something. So... Mm. It's kind of, yeah, it's the age-old problem where a Pokemon has two movesets and unfortunately, if you want to be more effective, one just works better. I don't know what what do you, I don't know what you do with that, really. Although I do think if you're amazing at Leech Life, you could still do pretty well. It's just not as ideal. Just like a weird game design issue, right? Where like, you always have to be like, what if I need to win the game? You know, when it shouldn't be everyone's job, right? It just shouldn't be, but it's like... Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's weird. I mean, it kind of takes me back to the like the old old like dev alpha footage where they had like three abilities um, because I would assume that the trade off was they, they had to make a choice at some point between having each character have three abilities or having the dual pathing. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't really think there's a, a literal solution, which I don't think is terrible, right? Like, it's okay to have things that are unviable. Like in HOTS, every single, like, or not every level, but like every level that you would get a talent, you would have four talent options and you would have to pick. So it's like, there's no way you can balance all that. It's, it's just impossible. I don't think it's terrible, but what I would say from a dev standpoint is the way that you make it to where characters don't feel like they have a perpetually never-ending useless build is that you make a lot of passes at it, right? So like mm -hmm. this patch, or like, let's say from here to the next two, three months from now, Leech Life just ain't it. But on that next mm -hmm. big balance patch, you double the range on it or increase the healing by an additional 10% of your max HP. Like, you know what I mean? So throw some, yeah. some, and it doesn't have to be crazy swings, right? But like throw some, throw some iteration at it and just change the meta just to do it. Um, I talk about that a lot yeah. with, when it comes to devs. <laughs> like, it's like, sometimes you just got to change things just to do it because that becomes content because then the player base has the responsibility of like figuring out what's good. So um, that's, that's what I guess they could do. Mm -hmm. yeah, my like, favorite I, I things that you bring up, Crashy. I, I love that you bring that mm -hmm. idea up because I actually do think that's a really solid idea. Sometimes just change things and yeah. see kind of how it affects the game, you know? And maybe sometimes things will be crazy, you know, imbalanced. But at other times, yeah, I mean, just change Garchomp. Just change it. Yep. Like, make it really good for a little while. Make it one of the best Pokemon in the game. I don't know. I just want to see what I've, that works. I've even like. said, like, like, just randomly, like, give um dragon rush like two charges and just like see what happens for a patch yeah. or make the mm. dragon combo like if you stun multiple targets it cuts the cooldowns of all your abilities and mm. just fell over um <laughs> like yeah like so just like i don't know i would I, I really would be like a little bit more bold with balancing if i was them because i think it could be really fun but that same sentiments carry carries into items like the fact that we had like mm. what, like two item changes like ever is like that's like crazy um, so yeah, I don't know. Just a random, random thought. I wonder uh, if any like more Afterworlds thoughts on not getting oh, crazy with changes ahead, like Lish. that. You know Sorry. What I mean? Sorry, I wonder if like Afterworlds they'll get crazy with stuff like that. Like after this big first Worlds, they'll start experimenting more. 
I think without question, you've seen it throughout the season. I, I wonder if you've had the same thought, Zoinks, but throughout the season, once they started the Unite Championship Series, they have been very careful and deliberate mm. with all of their balance changes throughout. Obviously, they've still made some big changes like they had before, but I think they were very careful because they didn't want a super crazy bad um, month of games. And they really only had one that was pretty unholy, and that was Duraladon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think, Zoinks? Duraladon, Absol might be another offender um in in a in a crazy overpowered tuning spot but yeah I, I see what you mean i think maybe they were more careful i think they were just doing less changes i think when the game was first introduced they were doing a lot of exactly what crash you were saying is they would they would find that bad build on a pokemon and would just tune that one up do you guys remember uh, and, on and release tune the other one down <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> i i found that one to be a little more exciting after worlds yes i could see some changes however they have been somewhat bold i mean they gutted score comp they <laughs> they That's tuned true. score shield in the middle of the championship series which uh threw a wrench in a lot of teams uh game plans and stuff like that so i mean yeah, it slowed down i don't think they're as trepidatious as maybe we're putting it out there but yeah they definitely they're primed to do it after the championship series ends. This is uh, this is prime time to start changing things. I actually want to ask you guys: Do you think there's any Pokemon on the roster that you think needs a like rework, not just tune up, but like you think just needs to be completely Oopa. changed? Hoopa. <laughs> oh, Hoopa. That's kind of a good call in a weird way. Uh, see, I don't know. Yeah, really? I'm even still reluctant about that because the thing about reworks, yeah, I love Hoopa. People <laughs> people throw the term rework around a lot, and I, what I always try to do is bridge the gap between player and dev. And the thing is, is that reworks are almost always an unnecessary cost for devs because mm -hmm. a lot of the times you can you most of the time, 99% of the time you can solve it with good balance changes. So I think that like light rework, because the term is a little loose anyways, rework. Yeah, like I mean. term. Um, yeah. If, if it was me, I would give a pass at restricting portal usages first before going the we have to just change this to a completely different ability um make it to where hyperspace hole maybe you can't jump back or really long extend the cooldown of not being able to use it again or of like being able to jump back or make it to where the unite move only will pull the first two people that click on it or you know what i mean and like there's some issues that would follow with that like like if you're solo queuing hoopa which two people jump through well i mean to be fair sometimes people just don't jump through anyways to begin with but i think if you're looking at truly reworking a character that's where it like it's going to take time and money from them for something that's already in the game and they're not going to make any additional money off of it so gotta kind of meet them halfway on that sure. um rework wise though i don't think there's a character in the game that i think needs the rework <laughs> I think the term, I mean, the way you've defined it, Crashy, I'll, I'll agree with you. I don't think they're going to rework anything. You know, there was a point where Gengar was pretty trash inside the game. They yeah. kind of released Broken, and then they went, well, now it's not good. Uh, so, and then they, it's back. I think Gengar is now really, really good. A, a, mm -hmm. a super solid choice. And I think they have ha only had really one Pokemon that they've never been able to figure out, and that's Garchomp. So, uh I think playing around with Garchomp, there are a lot of things they could do with keeping its kit very, very similar, 
maybe some execute damage, maybe some, you know, increased move speed when your attack I, speed is I word have. up, maybe just releasing Tyranitar and it being better. <laughs> yeah, I feel, oh, like I, have the perfect, I feel like I have the perfect idea for Garchomp, and I've been saying the same thing over and over again. You make Dig Like Fly to where you can control it, and it's a little bit more free-flowing. You give um, the boosted autos, you cut it down from five, to four to hit max you give each boosted auto 0.5 additional move speed 0.5 percent additional move speed so then as you're ramping up your speed is ramping up it takes you less autos to ramp up and instead of the boosted autos like you know how they you have five and then you get kited you get kited they all disappear make it you have four a couple seconds goes by bloop, it cools down bloop, too yeah. Bloop, yeah yeah so you do that i think the character has much more of a stickiness to it without adding damage because what i'm terrified of is when devs are like oh this character sucks oh, yeah. let's give it damage no i feel like it would be cool like just to make garchomp like played just max stacks give garchomp unstoppable let's do it let's break garchomp let's oh just let's just make God. a garchomp meta Please. Let's just make a gotcha metal. <laughs> let's just do it. Evolution. Uh, let's talk a little no. bit about worlds as we're talking about maybe Pokemon they could mess with. So we have the World Championships of Pokemon Unite coming up. Zoinks, you and I are going to be flying out to jolly old London town to cast it, which I'm very, very excited about. I'm sure Lush and Crashy are going to be uh, having streams and watching along and making a ton of content for it as well. I'm very, very excited for Worlds. I want to get everyone's thoughts. I feel like we could probably talk about Worlds for uh, you know hours on end, but just a couple big bullet points for me are that I, for the longest time, I think we've all wanted to know how these regions actually stack up without the ping that people have to deal with when they're all together, when we really get to see all these strategies collide. I feel like from watching it, NA and EU is maybe one of the most competitive scenes I've seen in uh, an esports because NA, especially <laughs> NA, doesn't always do very well at all. Mm. But I, I have to wonder: is that true? I mean, are they, is it just going to look like many other esports where teams from Japan and Korea just make NA and EU to a lesser extent not look so great? And then what's going? I mean, is India going to come in and just bowl everyone over? There's really a lot that we don't know about so i'm so excited to kind of see what happens when we finally get these different strategies and different metas and play styles together under one roof and we see who is actually the best zoinks what about you yeah i mean uh, answering a lot of those questions is going to be a very exciting part of worlds obviously i'm super excited to be there i'm pretty pumped that it's going to just be a part of the world championship so us and go are the two new titles being added there but also i have a lot of love for the tcg and vgc communities like i've been a part of both of those competed a lot in the trading card game so excited to see like just a lot of fast friends there and watch all their competition as well i'm eyeing up a couple of side events for the tcg already if i got enough time we'll see nice. if i can fit that in to our schedule no i definitely would like to play some cards and sling some cardboard but i don't know uh other than that though of just like being excited to see some answers finally i think i'm finally excited to see what a in-person event looks like for a unite esports event i mean being produced by esports engine is still a pretty exciting thing i think that co production company is amazing they've worked on so many high high tier esport events uh in other places so it's gonna look really good i'm excited for that just excited to see some stage see some cool production it's gonna be fun how about you crash e yeah i uh man 
it's the biggest thing for the game. It is the biggest thing. It's the esports e- is kind of what takes every person that likes this game and, and brings us all together around it. Um, the narrative. This is the first worlds, so we don't have the country narrative of like, oh, this is the clear winner. We have no clue, man. I I could put my finger on what region I truly think is the best, but then I do something like I peek into these other countries and like what they're doing. And they play the game so different that then I just sit there and, and and to me, but again, it's like it's the perception of reality is within my own scope of of existence. I look at I look at the game and I think there's no way that's going to win against an NA team. And then I'm like, what is it like? Maybe yeah. it is. why do Eastern countries love Snorlax so much? Like, what do they know that we don't know? You know what I mean? And and, you know, the crazy thing is, is I, I, I watch them and I watch them. I start seeing these patterns. They do this thing with Snorlax I absolutely love. It's so ridiculous. They will push the bottom lane farm, the Audinos, and even if they get them, if they get them, great. You just stole farm. If you don't get them, whatever, you're you maybe are like at, at fear of death. But then that and Snorlax then passive, berry. that Snorlax passive kicks in, and oh, he bo- he runs <laughs> over, he runs over, gets bu- double berries. But they do the same thing every time. He goes, he steals the double berries, he goes around, hits that little jump pad, and jumps right back in the center. And then he's back in lane, and it's like, and all the while his teammates just farming. And I'm like, dude, the way they use these characters is like it's unique. But it's not it's not crazy to fathom. It's just not what we do. So I'm looking at like what region do I think is the most adaptable? What region do I think is the dark horse? Like I look at uh, Eichland yeah. from OCE. I look at um, Revenant from India. And the reality to me is that those scenes, uh, OCE scene is a little bit smaller in density. So it's hard to predict how they're going to do at Worlds because we haven't seen them play against, you know, like those massive tournaments. We just don't know how far that region's progressed, but they're not bad. You can watch them. You can tell they're not bad. And then yeah. you you look at a scene like India, who's India's basically been hiding from us for a while. You know what I mean? We haven't yeah. been able to watch a ton of what they do because they didn't really get a ton of support until recently. So I, I have no idea what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like they might, they might blow through worlds. You never know. So these questions that are just sitting over our heads about what meta is better and who's going to pull out the, it's just so, so exciting and so exciting. Revenant, the team that won, apparently has been bowling over like every community tournament too. Like the, uh, not just they had their one official tournament, but apparently they've been like farming mm-hmm. their scene for a while yeah. too. So it's good. They're obviously the best there. Crowley's like X Dota two professional, so it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, um, I of course want to hear from you, Lush. I, I just wanted to say that about India as well. When I watched their grand finals, I mean, they were really good. Compa- yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to say anything bad about the other team, but Revenant it was, was not close. Really good. It was they were really <laughs> they're, good. They're so solid. That's going to be solid. cool to see. I love the idea of a dark horse team coming in and win. A lot of talk about Iclan, which I think is really cool. Um, but please, Lush, uh, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, Iclan have been hard at work. They're they're mm-hmm. boot camping right now. They're working hard. They're working hard, and um, I'm cheering for them. I'm cheering for my region. So I want to see Iclan not do well. Uh, I'm also looking out for um. So a few teams that we, we like, so you guys know our servers are quite small. Most of our scrimming was always like, you know, even our rank play, it, it's against Asian teams. That's the meta I'm used to. I've mm-hmm. played against less NA than I have those kinds of teams. And like, yeah, the Snorlax things are pretty cool. But one thing's really cool too is that a lot of the teams in Asia, they run Gardevoir and they love Gardevoir. And they play in this really interesting way where you never see the Gardevoir. Hmm. You, it, it doesn't appear. Like you just get popped by an ability. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's really cool to see. And I want to see how that stacks up against like other regions. I want to see how these teams clash head to head because I will say this personally, I've had a harder time versing a lot of those teams than I have versing some of the NA teams because I think I'm more used to what NA does. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it more, you know? But like, it's just, it's really cool. And um, I'm bummed out we won't get to find out until after like, you know, the group stages. <laughs> but it's going to be pretty cool to see. It's going to be really cool to see. And um, I want to see what random gaming pulls out because they're going to do something, right? Yeah. They're going to do something incredibly strange. And I'm really excited. Like, do, do you guys think they have like some crazy secret strategy or they're going to go pretty basic? I think what they played last tournament might be what they run, just a variation yeah. of kind of what's been working for them um, with uh, Greedent or what were they switching between Greedent and something else? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Talent. <laughs> I think they have sort of a core of what they use and then they can mm-hmm. spoke in a different Pokemon on Gotlu depending on what they're up against. I think I, I could be wrong about this. I'm happy to be wrong. I would wager that they are the team that will most likely win worlds i would say is probably as Luce said uh, random gaming now currently nouns esports i think they are right kind of set up to win worlds more than any other team but there are a lot of teams with amazing records i mean xis or as i believe it's pronounced cheese gaming mm-hmm. uh from south america also has a pristine record so they have an even better record than nouns but i would guess whatever nouns is going to bring is going to be um, my thought is whoever can beat nouns can win worlds. It's if you can beat nouns, you can win worlds. It's going to definitely come from a place of ignorance for me to say this because I haven't, I don't have the information about a lot of the regions. Um, but from what I've seen, which again, this is the ignorance kicking in. Um, nouns seems like a, an incredibly adaptable team. And oh, that's yeah. why I'm kind of regarding them so high because I've seen them play every version of meta that we've seen. I've seen them play flip comp. I've seen them play score comp. I've seen them play mm-hmm. like a, tra- a traditional like level nine jungler comp. We've seen them do split jungle uh, with Sylveon. Like it, I- I've seen them play everything. So that's really the main reason why on top of the fact that they're when they when they brought in bruv and they kind of made their roster change. I like remember looking at it on paper and I was like, oh, my God, that's like an EU super team. And 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 even going into regionals for EU, the story wasn't like who's going to beat random. It was like who's just going to beat everybody else so they can get second. Yeah. It was like yeah. we knew random was going to make it. We just needed to see who was going to beat everybody else to get second. So that's kind of the main reason why I'm holding them in, in such high regard because of their adaptability. And that's just because that's what I've been able to see. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. And, and it's it's the same thing. Like, I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I would love to see um, India sweep the whole tournament or South America sweep the whole tournament. You know, I would too, teams. honestly, the, just I'm because it, it kind I'm of excited. it would shake, you know, what you think, you know, about Pokemon Unite. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of me would love nothing more than for a team like Secret Ship bringing some weird-ish kind of strategies to win the whole thing. And then you're the like, The triple Dang. bird comp. The yeah, triple they, bird they really comp. They played that at um, regionals. It was crazy. <laughs> was something. I would really love to hear from you, Zoinks. I mean, yeah. uh, as much as you're comfortable with, what do you what do you think is going to happen? What do you oh, think? Yeah. Who do you think's making it all the way? Who has a real shot at winning? 
I think Nouns Esports is the betting odds favorite. Like if you're putting money down, I think you're getting the least return there. <laughs> I think they're the safest pick. <laughs> However, my personal pick is going to be Blackhand. I think they are hitting an absolute insane form right now. Uh, it looks unstoppable in that tournament, and they also were able to use some pretty crazy adaptation to they're make sure... A North American team, team if you're not familiar for people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but I think what this tournament is going to come down to is just a few questions that if your team can answer, then you'll be fine i think it is who has the best dragonite uh is going to be a lot of how this tournament plays out and can anybody find a solid counter to first dragonite and i think a lot of that's going to play out if you can win first dread i think you can win most games uh <laughs> i think it's going to be a lot of how this meta plays out in this world's tournament because like yeah first dread with dragonite is just so so important i'm actually um, specifically gonna do some like world statistics for first dread win percentage because oh, i've been i've been that. asking i've been asking that question for the longest time like oh i bet i keep saying because i'm lazy i keep saying like oh i bet somebody could do the math and see what the percentage is for world and then you just look at your chat you're yeah, like yeah for world yeah <laughs> someone's got that right <laughs> no but for worlds i think it's it's a good amount of games that's like reasonable yeah. and like can kind of kick me from being lazy um, to like actually do it. Cause I'm, I'm very curious. I, I think that dread is. That's so important. weird. Were, were you and I talking about this? Cause I had this same thought the other day where I was like, I wonder if I, I wonder if there was a way I could find out how often I got first dread and what my win percentage difference was there. I was think I was thinking so much about this. You, like, you, it, you can do it. I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. Like if you, like if I wanted to, I could pull like a five hour stream of mine and go through and do, do the math on it and, and just see I, if I had to guess in solo queue, it's definitely not, the numbers aren't going to be as strong, sure. but like mm -hmm. for five stacking, if you were to take like watching like IX for like a full five stack stream, I would guess that the team that gets dread has like, like 80, 80 percent chance yeah, to win the game. Like 75 Beca percent because chance, it becomes your game to lose when you have the experience lead because you just have to not die to them. Um, yeah, it, with it NA depends, comps like, specifically too. Yeah. Um, I, th I think Eastern comps are a little more resilient with it because um, they're not built to get first dread every time. Like they're no, dude, they're hitting their power. The other thing, uh, when I when I rewatched some secret ship um, footage recently, or not even rewatched, I watched a video that they did like promotionally with Pokemon. They did oh, like yeah. a, that. Uh, they did like a show match between. It was like kind of like a ragtag team of competitors from Japan and then versus secret ship. Dude, one thing that I noticed is they fight like crazy. They just fight and they, they go, they like, they push down lane. There's no objectives on the map. They just fight. It's like, dude, oh my God, these guys are fighting so much. Like you'll, you'll, you'll hit the end game with ja two Japanese teams and there'll be like three or four level 14s. I'm like, damn dude, like relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's like getting the first shots important, but it's, it's knowing what to do with that experience. Exactly. That's the biggest part, right? Like if sure. you just get first red and then like go do your jungle, the other team's catching up instantly. You know, it's like, it's about using the pressure and like, that's what separates like the good teams from the great teams. Like when you see the teams that they get that first trade with their Dragonite, and then now you're pushed to like your tier two when a Rotom's getting in, you're like, you can't do anything. Like that's that's the great teams. They're the ones to watch. And like I'm I'm really excited to see how the world's like metas shift together. Like how will an a an, an A team uh, deal with like a Japanese team that just wants to fight them when they're trying to do like an objective? How are they gonna do with that? <laughs> like it's just gonna yeah. be they're gonna walk into their jungle randomly at four minutes and ult them. And then like, <laughs> like what's <laughs> happening? Why is this happening? Like it's yeah. just I'm curious to see it. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'll say, uh, I think it might be fun maybe if we can all throw out a few, maybe like four teams that we think are teams to watch. Zoinks, I know you said Blackhand and uh, Nouns. Um, sure. What are, what are a couple others that you think are big contenders? Um, in terms of big contenders, I... 
I actually still really like Apprentice Unleashed has been my like dark horse to win the team. Uh, they are the NA team that lives in EU. <laughs> they, they are just like an incredible, very straightforward team fighting team. So I, I enjoy that team a lot. Um, the other one, I'm going to throw it over to, um, I think T2. The second place team from Japan looks crazy. Mame is their top laner or sometimes jungler when the team's not doing well. He just <laughs> takes over that role sometimes. Uh, the guy is amazing. Like he is a superstar player. So I think I think T2 is like my personal pick from Japan to be like crazy strong. How about you, Crashy? Like four teams. Uh, I, I have to go nouns. I am excited to see what Qlash will do because uh, they were really, really consistent in their own region. Um, and then I, I, I hate I'm, I'm so worried if I'm wrong about this. I think Renaissance is the APAC team. Yep, um, one of the two. Yeah, Renaissance. Yeah. I, 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 I was invited to do an India uh, event recently and I got oh, to cool. cast with some of the Indian uh, casters and we were watching Renaissance and dude, they when they they kind of fumbled the bag on in their best of three on one of the games, but the other two games were like it wasn't even close, and they were playing against like other really strong APAC teams, and I was like, it was really impressive, and I, and it was it again, it was another one of those like oh I haven't really when you watch it you realize how little you've watched them because you're mm-hmm. like they're they're playing stuff I wasn't expecting and they're doing things differently and they they like they they were another team that just fights and fights and fights and it was like damn dude like it's just so aggressive um so I'm looking forward to group A because it's like secret ship eternity renaissance and Iclan. like it's like these groups are crazy but um they're nuts they're based the variety nuts. pack I think it you're going to see the most is. crazy choices in terms of pokemon selection in group A like I think that is the spot to watch if you if that's what you're looking for um so yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And then um I think if I if I saw correctly, no Lucario got signed this morning. So yeah. that's cool. Orangutan. Yeah, Orangutan. Orangutan. Esports. <laughs> um I would say I want to hear uh from you as well, Lucia. I, th- I think a few to look out for. I mean, you know, of course we've talked about NA and EU, but I think both Korean teams, Eternity and No Show, are are gonna bring something that is gonna be difficult for teams to deal with if they're not used to playing against it. And that could always be, you know, a, a, a way to win. You know, if you're just not sure how to handle this strategy, you've only got a couple games against them and then they, you know, push you out of this tournament. I think that could be big. And, you know, uh, XIS or I, again, I think cheese, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, you know, when you've got a team that has not lost. I mean, they have mm-hmm. not dropped down to the losers bracket. Say what you will, maybe about their competition. How many freaking game? How how good of a team do you have to be to not fall down to the losers bracket a single time throughout an entire through for months and months and months? You're not even gonna mess up once yeah. against yeah. a team that that catch like come on. That's February and March as huge. well. They were that was before the region in South America split. So yeah. that was that was like all of uh, all of the competitors that were available to play. So they had an even bigger pool then, and they were still winning at that point, and then kept it up after the split. Yeah, it, so, got, it got probably yeah, got easier crazy. for them after the split. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there crazy. you go. It's crazy. How about you, Lush? How about like four teams that you think people should be watching for? Obviously, nouns, right? They're, they're just like uh-huh. obviously, right? Um, I would say Blackhand. I'll say Blackhand. Um. And I'm going to say, obviously, Iclan. I want to see Iclan go far. You know, uh, don't underestimate them. 
don't underestimate. They are ex Dota pros. They know what they're doing, you know. And then um, I was surprised he crashed. You say it, but I was gonna say Renaissance. Yeah. Like, watch out for Renaissance. I'm excited to see what um, they can do. One of one of the teams with the Ninja God of Wars. <laughs> one of the teams with the Ninja God. I'm watch out for Renaissance. And, they're coming. And when coming I spectated them recently, they played it. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see what it does? Kamiru is cracked. Kamiru <laughs> is incredibly good. It's <laughs> yeah. He was the all star like standout. I, I mm -hmm. had a lot to say about him on on their broadcast recently. I, I did this. It's so many countries and people do this. So different. It's so exciting. I'm getting like overwhelmed. It is kind of overwhelming. But as you said, Crashy, I mean, this is the biggest thing in Unite. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be massive. And uh, it's so good for the game. I'm so happy that they did this so early. It's such yeah. a positive move for Unite. There's a lot more we could talk about, but we've been talking for a while here. I'd love to get everyone's closing thoughts and then we'll wrap this whole thing up. Loosh, anything you want to say? Anniversary, Glaceon, Buzzwall, Worlds. What are your what um, emblem Emblems? Good, bad, Buzzwell, good, Evolutions, bad, Worlds, yay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. How about you, Crashy? Um, I, I, you know, I do this thing where, like, sometimes I wonder, you know, when and if the devs are listening. Um, so my thoughts to them are, like, just randomly, dare to be bold with with changes. Post Worlds is it's clean slate, right? Like, that's really when we're moving into like year two, kinda, because it's just mm -hmm. like it's the conclusion of everything that we've we started. Um, the game is the game is in a decent spot, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I think worlds is what not worlds competitive is what unite does best. It has consistently been the best thing. If you're five stacking on ladder, if you're playing tournaments, it's been the best thing to experience. Um, doing worlds, like you said, so early in year one, it definitely propelled the game because otherwise we'd be kind of like waiting worlds too. like maybe, you know, maybe mm -hmm. 23, like they'll announce something. Some of the teams would have fallen off. And so um, keep the momentum. I, I hope that we don't see like a, a big competitive fall off or any kind of a competitive fall off post worlds. It still feels like even the teams that didn't make it are, are still out there. That was mm -hmm. a, a bit of a concern for me um, post regionals, but yeah, really, really excited. Emblems kind of good and bad. <laughs> Buzzwool. Eh. Glaceon, cool. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, emblems, shiny. Glaceon, fix it. Uh, Buzzwool, <laughs> love the thing. The best boy. Um, and in terms of the anniversary event, I think it's great. Keep Boss Rush, bring it back. Give me more Pokemon. Make every Pokemon have Call for Family. Attack's the best. Oh. Um, and then my uh, my world edition is just, yeah, it's going to be so exciting. We'll finally have answers, whether that's what people want or not. It's going to be uh, very, very fun for that. But tune in yeah to the official broadcast. Tune into these guys. We're going to be doing code streams as well. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Get those insights there. It's going to be going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, year two is the clean slate. I'm excited for what's next for this entire game. I'm also very excited. I love getting to sit down with all of you. Zoinks, huge thank you for being here. I really appreciate you talking through all this with us. I'm I'm with you all on most of these thoughts. Emblems, yay and nay, but I'm way more yay. I saved up so many energy rewards. Glaceon, very cool. Buzzwell, very cool, but make it a little bit better. Worlds can't freaking wait as zoinks i think put it perfectly that i'm now going to butcher we are going to answer some of these big questions and that is the coolest thing about it clean slate year two 
brilliant way to look at it. Let's have some awesome changes to Unite. I want to thank everyone for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been a real treat. Of course, you can also find this anywhere podcasts exist. If you just want to hear it in audio form, I'll have a link lower somewhere on the YouTube. I love you all, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.